Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. I am, of course, your host, Alex Silva. Today is Thursday, February 18th, and it's been a weird week. It's been a very, very weird week. You know, I've been, you know, just observing things, taking it all in, looking at things, seeing things through a telescope, magnifying glass, stethoscope, um, you know, anything that you could possibly think of. I've just been in here waiting to record and, you know, it, 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 today's is going to be, I think, a good episode. I think it's going to be pretty good. A lot of things happening today. It, it was just previously this Sunday was a, a Valentine's Day and then Monday was President's Day. So a lot to, a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about today. today. I want to start off with a Valentine's Day where are we at on that now in 2021? I, I get a lot of mixed feelings on Valentine's Day. A lot of mixed feelings. I, I get like, and not from like a lot of people that I see, but on social media like Twitter, Instagram, all that. I get a lot of mixed feelings on the holiday. I, I If you can even call it a holiday. I mean, we don't really get it off. Nobody really, you know, does anything all that special with it that I know of at least. Uh, but, you know, I guess for the sake of the show, we'll call it a holiday. For the holiday, you know, I, I'm i a single guy, so I don't really know too much about Valentine's Day. Having it being like a big thing and all, but I wanted to know, like, I'm I'm curious to, 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 to think that, do couples like it? Right? Do couples enjoy Valentine's Day? Or is it something that they, they see on the calendar and then they're like, oh, shit. I got to buy something for my boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, husband, wife, whatever, spouse, partner, whatever you have. You know, do you, do you, are you like, do you look forward to it? Do you, um, do you stress about it? You try to avoid it. Maybe she'll forget. Maybe he'll forget. That way I could not get him anything, get her anything. Just blow by. Forget about it. I don't know, I'm only wondering because I see a lot of posts saying I hate Valentine's Day or I've never been a Valentine's Day girl or guy or whatever. I've always seen that. And I'm always wondering, like, why Why is that, though? You just not like it or do you not like the, how it's like, it's almost like forcing love into you. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's the day that your your partner... Or significant other says, I'm going to love you extra today. But why, honey? Oh, because it's Valentine's Day. But what about all the other days? Do you not love me as much? Oh, no, I do. But this day in particular, I love you so much more. Like, I, I don't I don't get that. And I feel like th- that a lot of, you know, conflict could possibly stem from that. Because maybe these people on social media... Don't like Valentine's Day because something like that happened. Maybe they actually kind of, uh, the real person came out. Maybe the actual real love came out. Maybe that's why these people don't like Valentine's Day that much. Because, you know, they were expecting one thing. They didn't get it. or they And then they're like, we know what, this relationship is over. It's done. Maybe Valentine's Day causes more pain than love. Maybe that's it. Or maybe it's because... Maybe it's because it's just, it's this whole holiday 
based off of love, chocolate, roses, um, pink. Pink is usually a color, red. You know, and, and maybe nobody maybe nobody really cares about that. Maybe it's too like it's not hyped up enough. So like no but it kinda you can kinda be like I feel like a lot of Valentine's Days are duds. And that's why people don't like it that much because it feels like we've been celebrating it for a while. It's been drilled into our mind back in, you know, elementary school when you would go and give out Valentine's to everybody in class and everybody would be, you know, loved and cherished and everybody would be like hey you got this many valentines yeah no shit everybody else did we all got the same amount we all feel loved and then we thought about that and that stuck into our brain and we're like okay well i'm gonna get valentine's day cards obviously and i was always the guy that thought that that was very fun as a kid and i almost expected that to continue into my adult life which is so weird. I, I, it was so like such an idiotic thing that I, I would ever think that. Oh, uh, uh, this day is is sacred. It is it is where true love will come out, and I will receive a Valentine card from my Valentine, and I will feel loved, and maybe spark a relationship or whatever, and then I'll be happy. That's kind of maybe why I don't particularly like particularly like it, but other people might. I feel like it's just a waste of time, in the end. Oh, who's your Valentine? N- nobody. Nobody's my Valentine. Is that what you wanted to hear? Nobody is my Valentine. I am my own Valentine. Nobody loves me more than I love myself. And I think that, you know, there's this other holiday that I, I, I've heard of, Galentine's Day. I think that was spun off of Parks and Recreation, but I could be wrong. Um, that I, li- I, I enjoy that girls have that. I, I, I'm glad that they have that because... It shows them that that holiday is meaningless, and it doesn't. You, you don't need a Valentine to make your day um, special. You don't need anything like that. You don't need that self, you know, somebody else to care about you on that particular day because in the end, it's kind of fake. It kind of is, but then at the end of the day, it's like I feel good about it. I like getting that. That's so sweet. It's so nice. It's heartful. But now it's like eh, it's kind of fake, bro. Like it just it doesn't really make any sense. It it, it I, like I wouldn't really go out all out on Valentine's Day if I had you know a girlfriend or a wife or whatever. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't want her to do it either. So maybe we should get rid of Valentine's Day. Maybe I mean I hear a lot more backlash from the day than praise from it. So why not we just get rid of it? That's just kind of what I think about that. And I'm only saying this because now that I'm thinking about it, thinking about it out loud, that I'm really getting into the me- the meat of it, of why it could possibly be a, a really bad day for some people, and also a good day. could be a good day. But I feel like a lot of the times, for the majority of the time, it would probably be a not-so-good day. You would probably get, um, well, what's the word, um, let down, or two words. You probably get let down, maybe unfulfilled. Maybe heartbroken on that day. I I feel like that occurs more on Valentine's Day than most people think, because I feel like we there's also some kind of pressure about that day. You know, maybe you know your your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, does something, and then you're just like, well, this wasn't what I was expecting, but okay, I'll play it off. I'll pretend to like you more, even though I think it's embarrassing as hell. I'll like you more for it. 
because it's Valentine's Day. I don't want to be a letdown. I don't want to be a, a, a Grinch about it. I don't want to be, you know, mopey about it. I, I, I love you. I love you. Because it's Valentine's Day. See what I mean here? That's kind of what I'm getting at. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. I've seen a lot of backlash on it. I've seen a lot of... Also, people enjoy it, you know, people who are deeply in love. I get it. I get it. I get it. Love is a real thing. Love love truly happens. But, you know, for some people, it probably doesn't happen just, you know, as it does for you. And with those people, I can see the outcry. I can see the outrage. I can see the disappointment. I can see the, why do we even have it? Why, why, why does my boyfriend do this to me on this one day? But he does nothing about it any other day. I understand that. I get that. You know what? Maybe we should just make it not a holiday anymore. Maybe we should. Because I don't even know why. Uh, I believe it's because of St. Valentine or something like that. But uh, is he associated with love? Does he have love power? Like, I, I clearly clearly don't read the Bible that much, so I have no idea. Um, but, you know, maybe that's why it's there. I, I have no idea. But I don't know. I don't think it's a it's a holiday that has much. And then there's so much buildup to it, to, though. Like, not like a tradition or whatever, but like the stores put like heart-shaped uh, balloons, roses, candies, chocolates, cards out. And it's like, oh my jeez. Like, you know what it is? It's just a, it's a corporate holiday. It's a Hallmark holiday. They want you to buy cards. They want you to get this thing for your significant other and say, hey, I love you even more. This much. I bought a card. I bought chocolates. I bought flowers. I bought you balloons. Please love me. Okay, well, he did buy this, so I kind of have to love you. I kind of have to love you. And then the next day you're like... Hey, did you really learn, uh, you know, like what I did? Was it good enough? Was it was it fun? Was it? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was great. And the next week you break up. It's like, oh well, where did that? Where did that go from? Where did that come from? How did that happen? Well, what led up to that? What what was the problem? What did I do wrong? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's got to be there's some reason why people don't like it. Gotta be some reason. It, it, there's too much outrage on Twitter for that not to be a reason why people don't like it. There's there's just way too much about it. There's also way too much of I don't care about it or not for me or I don't celebrate it or I don't like it or there's too much of that for that not to be an explanation or anything like that. There's just too much of it. So maybe the holiday should be done with. Maybe it should be. Right, maybe it should be. Maybe, you know, you have a nice story about it, but it led to the breakup. Maybe it did this. Maybe it did that. Maybe that's where you saw, oh, yeah, he thought of this of me that day, and now we're broken up. You know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe Valentine's Day causes more heartbreak than love. Maybe it does. Who knows? I, I'm just saying. I'm just spinning that out there. Just spin that out there. Um... I guess we can move on to some things that I saw this week. Uh, uh, you know, in my good old notebook here that I write daily. I try to figure out things for the show. Try to see what I saw. Remember what I saw. Um, I kind of wanted to go to this um, bit of a story that happened on, uh, I believe it was on Monday, President's Day, uh, February 
I don't know, 18th, 17th, Wednesday, 16th, Tuesday, 15th, Monday. So Monday, I believe. I could be wrong, and I would look like such an idiot right now. But uh, Monday, I believe, a story. Now, I know I said this in episode one. This show was not a political show. It is not a political show. I don't want to talk about anybody in politics or policy or political views or whatever. Having said that, with the news that broke that day about the president, Joe Biden, I feel like I would be I would be such a disservice to the people who listen and watch my podcast for me not to follow up on what I had said previously. So we will be talking about Joe Biden for a bit and not the way you might think. On Monday, President's Day, a story broke out that Joe Biden was taking a, you know, a holiday at Camp David. Nothing wrong with that. Don't got a problem. All's good and well. And that he plays Mario Kart with his, with his granddaughter, Naomi Biden. Nothing wrong with that. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. You know, the more Mario Kart, the better. It's a fun game. I like it. I enjoy it. Really fun. Fun. And then the details broke of that. Joe Biden is a Luigi guy. A Luigi guy. Luigi. Mario's brother. The number two. The just my absolute disgusted character that I cannot stand. Luigi. I'm thinking to myself, who the freak plays as Luigi? Joe Biden does. Now I thought to myself, why would that be? Why would the leader of the free world, commander-in-chief, play a character that I despise, that mo- I, a, a lot of people despise, that don't care about? Luigi! Now, there's two things that I thought of this. Number one, maybe he actually likes Luigi. Which, if he does, I mean, why, dude? Why do you like Luigi? I want an explanation of, I want a press conference of why you like Luigi right now. That's the most important thing right now. It's Joe Biden. We need you to get you on a microphone and tell America, no, 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 tell the world why you like Luigi, please, I, I need to know what, what drove, drove you to Luigi, why you chose Luigi, when Mario was right there, because it said that your daughter, or your, your granddaughter chose a Princess Peach, so why did you not, why did, why did, what made you choose Luigi, I gotta know, I really gotta know, um, that's one reason, right, he likes Luigi, Maybe he's got a soft spot for Luigi. Maybe he always felt bad about Luigi. Maybe that, uh, you know what? Maybe that's it. Number two. Maybe he wanted to teach his daughter or granddaughter a lesson. What I mean by that is, I'm not saying taking the bully way and say, I'm going to teach you a lesson, bub. Or I'm going to teach you a lesson to never do that again. Like, not like a bullyish way. But I'm thinking that maybe he taught his granddaughter a lesson, like... Hey, I'm going to beat you with Luigi. 
And you better make sure that nobody ever beats you again with Luigi. Because I'm going to tell you this. It's going to suck. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you. You losing to Luigi? It's one of the worst feelings in the world. I mean, it's so bad. There is no worse feeling playing any Nintendo game to lose to Luigi. So maybe that was it. Maybe he was like, granddaughter, I'm going to teach you a very valuable lesson. We're going to play Mario Kart, and I'm going to pick Luigi. And if I win, I want you to remember that feeling and to never want to experience that feeling ever again. Now, it's going to be painful. You're going to feel dark. You're going to feel helpless. You're going to feel embarrassed. But it's going to help you in life. You never want to lose to Luigi ever again. So maybe that maybe that was it. Maybe it was a life lesson. Maybe it was a, a wise lesson from her, you know, the grandpa to the granddaughter. Maybe it was like that. Maybe it was just like, hey, I, I like Luigi, um, sort of, but I want to teach you a lesson. I want to see how you react to losing to one of the most pitiful, embarrassing characters in, in all of Super Mario, Luigi. Maybe that's it. that could be it, very possibly. But, you know, and then the third reason which be, would be like, oh boy. The third reason is that maybe Joe Biden is stuck picking Luigi because back when he served with President Obama, Obama would pick Mario and he would be stuck with Luigi and he just hasn't broken that habit yet now that he's the President of the United States. Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe he's like, oh, he's like, hey, Grandpa, what are you going to pick? Oh, Luigi. Oh, why? Oh, oh, I don't know. Just a force of habit. Maybe that was it. Maybe maybe he's got that number two mentality of, you know, being number two from Barack Obama when he was vice president. Maybe that's it. Maybe. I don't know. There, I just expect there needs to be an explanation for this, whether it be at the State of the Union, whether it be a town hall, whatever. Joe Biden needs to clear clarify why you picked Luigi. Why? There are so many other characters that are so much better in Mario Kart. You have Mario, the face of the franchise, the number one guy, the, the most popular guy, Mario. Like I said, he is the, uh, the well, like I said, the face of the franchise, in my opinion, the best character. You got Donkey Kong, who is so fast and and strong and more balanced than like Bowser or or, or whatever. And I know that they were playing on the the, uh, the the arcade version, so maybe they didn't have a, a lot more characters. But I, I I know they have Mario there. I mean, come on, they had a Mario. Um, you could have picked Toad. Toad is Toad is so underrated. He's quick. He's he's fast. He's he's very uh, maneuverable. He could he could he drives you know drifts pretty well. Um, you could have picked Daisy. You could have picked uh, Wario. He, Wario is a pretty damn good driver, man. He's not that bad. He's he's a bruiser. He gets it done. He'll finish first all the time. Uh, Waluigi, maybe you know you know both of those guys, Waluigi and Wario, are kind of like the same to me. So like they're you know they're evil they're they're you know they're anti Mario and Luigi so they're kind of the same to me but I, I just feel like you know either of those two Wario or Waluigi would have been a much better choice than fucking Luigi I mean the the cowardice loser that Luigi is I don't understand why he would pick that maybe you know maybe it's just a force of habit maybe he want to teach his granddaughter a lesson or maybe you know he actually likes Luigi 
All I'm saying is we need an explanation because I don't want to be spouting off all damn day of why Joe Biden would pick Luigi, but I just did. So we need clarification on this right now. It's got to be reported very soon. Why'd you pick Luigi? Why'd you pick Luigi? We need to know this very soon. Very, very soon. I mean, this is going to drive me up a wall if I don't know what happened or why you picked Luigi. Why'd you do it? Just, just tell me why. After that, you know, that little rant that I had. And I was like, you know, you're definitely not going to talk about politics anymore now. <laughs> I mean, I probably, if when I started it, I was saying like, you know, we're going to talk politics. You're probably expecting something else. But I think that this was a lot more, uh, you know, a bigger news story. Of, you know, Joe Biden picks Luigi in Mario Kart. Oh, shock and awe. I mean, that's what I thought, though. So that's why I picked it. Um, and now we're going to move on to everybody's t- favorite topic, sports. Yeah, baby, we're back on sports. And, you know, not much, uh, you, some to talk about. Not very many games. Um, I don't really watch the NBA, so it's not very, you know, maybe I'll get into that more. Uh, NCAA, whatever. But there's a, some NFL news in, in the going around uh, this week. Uh, free agency is opening up, and people are wondering what's going to happen with J.J. Watt. What's going to happen with J.J. Watt? I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, and if you don't, you should. Um, I majority majorly tweet about sports so you know if you want to go laugh or stupid take on sports you can see it there um but i've been what i've been saying let's break it down though jj watt former former uh defensive player for the uh houston texans he's been there for i want to say about maybe nine or ten years i think and he's been their poster boy in houston he's been their main guy he does so much good for the city of houston does so much for charity does so much for the communities there does so much for you know Houston. He poured his heart and soul into Houston, and I feel like when he set, announced that he was going to be, they announced that he was going to be you know traded away. I was like kind of shocked in the way because I never thought that he would leave, and it, I'm going to get to this soon. But what I what I, why I thought that way because I mean, I mean this take could go backfire on me or it could you know propel me. We'll see about that. Um, what I was going to say is I don't know why it took J.J. Watt this long to decide to leave. Now, now, I, you know, I'm not saying that he's lazy or, he, you know, was just playing for the money. But I felt that the situation in, in Houston, it just wasn't very good for a while. Never really seemed like it was going anywhere, you know, in my eyes. And never really, I never really saw that thought that they were, you know, on the up and coming. I never really thought that Houston would be a contender, threaten anybody in the AFC, especially when you're in a, you play with the Chiefs. And yeah, I, I don't think that they had a, a shot really. Um, and I'm not saying that he, they never had a, sh- a chance. I mean, Back when he was with Matt Shaw back in the day, they had a way. You gotta admit that they looked pretty decent for a couple years there. Uh, maybe it was even one year. I can't remember, but it was not a very short amount of time. But they looked okay back then. And when they got, you know, they've been through many quarterbacks since Matt Schaub. 
um, TJ Yates, uh, I believe Case Keenum was one, um, and now Deshaun Watson. He also wants to be traded, but you know we'll see about that. But I feel like JJ, like you had a lot of negative years, and now you want to be traded. I mean, you're ten years into your career, I believe, and like that, you're already getting up there in age. I just I I wonder why it took you a while. Maybe it was at the it must have been like the contracts or whatever. But like you've never really shown any up until this year, you've never really shown any like disappointment in your team or concerns about them or where they're where they've been going or how they've been you know handling things it, it's always been like and granted like you've been a couple years back you were injured for the season you missed a lot of games and everybody was like are you going to get healthy are you going to be on the field are you going to be able to play this and that and the other I feel like you know all that time being passed and just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting till you got healthy and you know you were on the field all of that was kind of like, you know, you kind of had to wait. I mean, there's nothing you can really do. You don't you don't have a choice there. You got to get better, you got to get healthy. So I'm thinking like that could have been a part of it. And in the end like finally after 10 years, he's like I'm done. You know, th- this this front management, this uh front office can't do anything well. They can't surround us with uh we could, we drafted a good quarterback in De- Deshaun Watson, who I think is very very good and talented and would be, you know, Anybody in the NFL would probably trade for him. Anybody, um, and but it was just it, you're taking too long. The the franchise was taking too long for JJ Watt, and JJ Watt wanted to win now, and win and win a multiple. He wanted to win a lot, and Houston was just like a team that was just you know they weren't equipped to do it. Whether it be coaches, whether it be uh, offensive pieces, defensive pieces, whatever like it was like they just never seemed to really get it together. And then this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, J.J. was just like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And I was looking for other teams. And I, you know what? I, I I tweeted that Houston wasted J.J. Watt's time in the end. they they, they Even though he was injured, I feel like they, they didn't make any moves or any real um, offers or any si- big signings to really elevate the team to where it was back with Matt Schaub. They have Deshaun Watson. They had DeAndre Hopkins, who they traded, which was like gonna go down as one of the dumbest trades in NFL history. I mean, really a bonehead trade. And you know what? You should Bill O'Brien should never coach again because he traded away. Okay, my opinion. Um, last season, I think that Devontae Adams of the Packers was the best wide receiver in the game. And maybe number two or number three was DeAndre Hopkins. And I know that DeAndre is in Arizona with Kyler Murray. I know that. And I know that Kyler Murray had an up-and-down season. But I, I believe that his mentality, his 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 will to, will to win, his will to get open, and will to just catch anything in the air is going to be very key to their moving forward. I think that they'll be good. And the Texans made a really, really big, idiotic move in trading him idiotic could not believe it anyway so they kind of failed you there texans failed you jj they didn't get enough for you and you were tired of it and you're like you know what i am done i cannot be here and i don't blame you man i don't blame you they never really seemed like they were gonna you know be there in the end the past like maybe four 
four or five years. They never really seemed like they were going to be in the end. And they never seemed like they had enough or had the right uh, coaches or maybe even the players, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you had Deshaun, who's lights out good. But, you know, the rest, I don't know. So I've kind of, like, written down some teams I think that he'll go to. Some that I've seen, some that I haven't. Um, the first one would be the Browns. Cleveland Browns. I feel like, why? Why Cleveland? Well, because I think Cleveland is like a piece away on defense to make a push. Make a real push. I mean, I believe that they have everybody, everything that they, that they need on offense, they have it, I think. Defense, though, I think they need J.J. Watt. They have Miles Garrett there, but I think J.J. Watt would be an incredible addition. It would be even, you know, they would be able to rush everybody more, the, the quarterback more. They would be able to get pressure. They would be able to, you know... Uh, What's the word? Um, you know, dis. Uh, I'm thinking of the word, but what is it? Uh, oh, disguise their defense better. Uh, they'd be able to um, <clears throat> just you know, um, pay attention to detail better with JJ on the team, and I feel like it's it's it'd be so cool because that's the same division as the Pittsburgh Steelers, and his brothers play on that team. That that would be like a a big matchup of the Watt brothers facing off in the division in that, you know, that division that is so capable of being producing a Super Bowl winner, contender, whatever. I just feel like that would be a cool matchup to see like twice every year. Um, Number two would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. This would be crazy because you would have that defense with J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, and Derek Watt. All three Watt brothers playing on the defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the only reason that I wouldn't suggest that is because I'm not sure about Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not sure about him. I, I don't know if he's going to play next year. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, what's going to... I have no idea what's going to happen because when he when he left that field after losing to the... Oh, what was it? Uh, shoot, I can't remember. Um, that playoff game when they where they lost, he was straight up sad sad big ben didn't he look like he looked clueless he didn't look like know what his future held in front of him like he didn't know like what was going to happen i feel like at quarterback pittsburgh doesn't really they don't have anybody else but big ben really i mean they have mason rudolph but like he's he's okay i mean he's not the greatest but like he could probably get you some wins but, you know, he, he's no way Big Ben. And I know that Big Ben was kind of depleting at the end. His, his arm strength was kind of going. He didn't look all that fit. He kind of was slow in some areas, a bit inaccurate. So maybe that might not want him to go there. But in the end, you, it would be awesome for him to suit up with his brothers and be like, we are the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Like, that would be so cool. And I, I think he, he probably thinks that, but he probably also thinks, like, I don't want to play with my brothers. You know, maybe he thinks that. Maybe he doesn't want to see. Maybe he's like, I don't want to play with these guys. They're annoying. They're my brothers. Why would I want to play with them? All of them? No. I'm good. I want to play against them and beat them. Maybe he thinks that. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But the Browns and the Steelers are, are the first two. Um, My number three would be the Bills. I think the Bills are pretty much almost, they could be a lock for next year's Super Bowl. 
I think. They're so good offensively. Their defense is getting better, but I think J.J. Watt would be a good fit for Buffalo. You know, the Buffalo, um, the Bills Mafia would love J.J. Watt. They would embrace him with open arms. They would be like, yeah, we got J.J. Watt here. We're going to be bad. We're going to be mean. We're going to be menacing. We're going to be punishing. We're going to be one of the best defenses in the AFC. I feel like that would be such a cool fit for J.J., and it would immediately put him in a in a in a Super Bowl contending team. Immediately. Like he he would and I'm pretty sure JJ Watt right now wants to be on a Super Bowl contending team. Right now. Like he's done. He was in Houston for the last ten years. He's done with that. He doesn't want to go to a rebuilding team. He doesn't want to go to a second tier team. He wants to go to a team that's gonna win now with a short time that he has left. You know, these defensive players can either go for very long or not very, or, you know, pretty short careers. And he's been lucky that he's been able to, you know, save off those injuries and be able to come back for, from them. But, you know, you, who knows how much longer he's got? Nobody knows. So we got to, we need to get J.J. Watt a ring very, very soon if you're the NFL. You need to get that guy a ring. So I think the Bills could be a very good place for him to land. And then number four, which would be like the probably the most basic one, would be uh, his hometown team, basically. Uh, the Green the Green Bay Packers. Um, he's from Wisconsin. I think he grew up a Packers fan. It would be poetic poetic in a way for him to come back and become a Green Bay Pack Green Bay Packer. But I, they definitely are after this season, a a Super Bowl contender. And but I don't know if like a, a lot of people, a lot of athletes, I think like, they try to stay away from their hometown team. I'm not saying that JJ will, but I feel like a lot of them do because they don't want the pressure. They don't want to be the guy who brings them to the promised land to, to, to go back home, the the comeback, the hometown kid, to bring them back to glory or whatever. They that's a lot of pressure for somebody. And even though JJ Watt's under a lot of pressure all the time, and he's you know he's a he's a very st- st- um, uh, stone-headed um, player. I, I I don't think anybody really wants that. And I, I don't think that. Even though the Packers are very, very good, I, I I admit that they have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, um, Robert Tunyon. They have everybody. You know, they they were so close to winning a Super Bowl, but or getting to the Super Bowl, but they you know they went up against Tom Brady. Unfortunately, even though they had Aaron Rodgers, um, but you know they they're always an option. They could be a landing spot. But I think there's a lot of pressure there to win in Green Bay. To win as as a Packer, to win, you know where you're where you're from. That's that's a lot of pressure, and I I don't think that really anybody wants that or anybody needs that really. And uh, even though JJ Watt's a very passionate guy, very you know he leaves it all out there on the field and all that. I I may you know I I, I don't think that he would, he would want to be there. I I think that that would make it almost too much for him, too much for him to uh, handle. I, I could be very very wrong. But I feel like not a lot of people want to go back to their hometown team, want to be the hometown hero. I, I certainly wouldn't. I, I would want to try to do something else, try to be my own thing, try to be like, yeah, that's where I was from. I never forget that. But I, I want to be known other places. I want to do other things. I want to be like, I don't have to just play here to be good. I want to be able to play other places and do other things, other people, other systems, other you know climates, whatever you, whatever it is. I just you know that's what I would feel like and I would want to do. So that was sports. Got a little bit of J.J. Watt in there. Hopefully, you know what? Hopefully, he makes the right decision and doesn't second guess it and don't regret it. And hopefully, 
that they the team whatever team he picks is good for him a good fit that could get him to the Super Bowl that could get him into a get him more you know get actually like get that to a deep playoff run at least he needs to see more playoff games because he hasn't seen that many so and when he does they lose pretty badly so he needs that experience he needs to get that he needs to play like a uh, he needs to get into the games that he that he really will shine in like he he'll be able to to perform in like he he he's meant for the big games and big situations but he's never been in those situations because his team's not that good so he deserves to be on a good team and he deserves to be on a uh, a team that'll that'll not only care for him and, and and not waste his time but a team that can get him to no rebuilding no rebuilding no no second tier he needs to be on a top tier team that is in, in intent to contend for a Super Bowl. ASAP, right away, quick as possible. Shifting from uh, sports, we're going to go into some uh, oh pop culture. Um, and I haven't really talked about pop culture lately. Uh, you know, when I reference, reference pop culture, I mean like movies, TV shows, video games, all that stuff. Uh, music, maybe, you know. Um, and, you know... In the day we in day and age that we live in, we haven't really had a lot of movies. Really, some TV shows which have been good, but like pretty much no movies that are like in the theater. Like there's been some that have been released on HBO Max that I I haven't seen yet, but I I will get to seeing. Um, but you know, there has been a couple shows that have been coming out, been coming out, and I you know I just want to talk to you about them. Uh, you know, in particular one show, WandaVision. Yes, I know. You know, ridicule. Do whatever you want. I know. I understand. Now, if you know, if you don't know, I, I said on the Out of the Ordinary Friends podcast last month, before the show came out, that I was very much uninterested in WandaVision. Right? It didn't. It didn't grab my attention. It looked very cheesy. Looked very corny. I just wasn't getting, I wasn't feeling the vibe of the old school TV shows. I wasn't enjoying the fact that, you know, I don't even know what's going to be, what it's going to be about. I, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I wasn't excited to be thrust into a show that was about Wanda and Vision from the Avengers. Like, right, like one of the most, the two most, um, you know, uninteresting side characters in the entire entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I just wasn't interested. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't looking into it. I wasn't, like, you know, getting ready. I wasn't excited. Then, it, you know, it, can't, it came out now. It's been going on maybe, like, I think six episodes in, maybe. And I gotta say, like, the first two episodes that they put out on the first week, I was, it was okay. It it was all right. The first one was eh, okay, kind of weird, but you know, there's another one I'll, I'll watch it to see what it's about. Second one got better. You know, okay. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Um. So the first one it starts off with a 1950s uh, TV show vibes, black and white and everything. The next one is like 60s. And from there on, it goes 70s, 80s, 90s, and all that. So, 
it's been progressing through time through television and doing like this thing where it's like the gimmick is like it's in the style of a of a of a TV show that would have been came, coming out in that decade, and in 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 the midst of it all, there's these tiny little Easter eggs that are placed that kind of give you a little bit of a uh, an answer to what what is all going on in the show because it was about maybe episode it was episode three where you really know what's happening. All right, episode one and two is a bit like I've heard people talk about it. Like episode one and two, they watch it and they're like, "Eh, it was okay. Probably won't watch it." And I, you know what? I get that. I I understand that. I understand that people might have had trouble with that. I understand that those two episodes might have been a little bit weird because this is is not like a you know like a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Nothing like it. If that, it's nothing like it. You know the the acting is different. The comedy beats are different. The it's the set is it looks it looks very different you see a lot of things that are you know not accustomed to seeing in a in an MCU type movie or or you know whatever we've only had MCU movies really i mean i, I don't really count the agents of shield because that's like a it was a network television thing and it was like it, it, i didn't watch a lot of it but when i did see it it was like okay yeah i don't feel it like eh. uh, but that's just me though that was just me but, you know, moving on to WandaVision, the gimmick is there. It's this whole bending reality thing that Wanda does. And it's it gets a lot better and more interesting as the show goes on. And I enjoy that. I think that it's pretty cool. You also get introduced to new characters such as, uh, um, obviously, Wanda and Vision, who are brought out full front and are much better than they were ever in the movies. And, you know, that I think that that's the intent of the show is like those characters were there and you saw them but you like you saw them for like a little bit you didn't really know what they were doing they were kind of like in love with each other and like they would go off off screen and then they would come back and like oh they're there and that was cool but it was weird because like they were like some of the strongest characters in the avengers so you're like why why isn't there any more on these guys well, i mean what's happening here like i feel like that there there should be a lot more about these guys and this show if you're a fan of them or you want to be a fan of them, or you want to see where they go, this show is definitely for you. Definitely for you. And I enjoy that about it. I think that's, that they do a very good job of developing Wanda and Vision and their own characters and their own ways. And, you know, even the introduction of other characters like uh, Monica Rambeau, I think that was a very good introduction. Um, but I feel like what what's happening now is that now they're getting into, like, the the bridge of the already established MCU characters and then bringing in the new acquired talent, which would be the 21st Century Fox characters. Now, if you didn't know this, back years ago, maybe a year ago, maybe a little more, Disney bought Fox. Fox Entertainment. Their movies, television shows, IPs, everything. They bought all that. So that means that Eventually, the Marvel Cinematic Universe would would be able to put the X Men, the Fantastic Four, um, Deadpool, all into the MCU. Eventually, you know, but they would have to find a very creative way to do it, though. And without spoiling too much, uh, two episodes ago they did that, and I think that they, they did it very, very well. 
It was very, I wasn't expecting it. But when I saw it, I was like, okay, now we're putting that investment into work. Now we're doing it. Now we're, we're expanding it. Now we're, we're getting bigger. We're, 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 you know, we're using that to our advantage now. I, I, I was very wrong about the show. I thought that it would be so very, you know, I wouldn't be able to get past the TV thing. I wouldn't be able to get past the not caring about Wanda or Vision. Man, I was so wrong about it. Incredibly, incredibly, incredibly wrong because I enjoy the show a lot. And I like how the show is its built for weekly uh, viewing. It's built for that. It's not like Netflix or any other platform that you they just dump all the episodes on even though I th- no it's not it's not it's not meant for that um and I like that more I think I enjoy that because it gives you something to think about during the week it gives you something to talk about during the week it gives you something to ponder to speculate to uh you know not research but like look into things more you know it, it does that and it, it, it intrigues you in a way that old tv used to do back in the day before netflix and i enjoy that a lot i think that's it's very good it's it's definitely written that way to be like cliffhanger typey where you're like okay well, you gotta wait for the next episode the next week you know it, it does that very very well i enjoy that quite a bit and i think that if you know if it lost you i'm sorry about that because it's getting really good it's getting very, very good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I just I, I wanna know where where it's going. I wanna know the the end game. The end game of of this season, I think. I think it's a season. Um I'm not sure if it's limited, if it's gonna be a season two. But I I wanna see how it ends this season. I wanna see where it goes next because it's very, very in- interesting. And I think that they're barely scratching the surface of where they're where they wanna go with it, where when it comes to introducing the characters of the Fox universe. So I, I just want to see how that plays out, see how that happens. And hopefully it, it, it's, it's good. I, I think it will be good, but I hope, I hope that it just, you know, there's so much writing on it too, right? Because it's the first Marvel cinematic universe TV show on Disney plus. The next one's going to be the Falcon and the winter soldier, which to me, um, looks very more basic like what you've seen from Marvel you know like the the big action sequences the bit the characters the comedy the it almost seems like they're kind of going into like this uh more of a traditional way of making their um tv show like uh, you know like it's exactly what you would expect from a from a uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier type series you know what I mean but you know it, it could definitely surprise me I mean WandaVision did is doing currently, so I'm I'm definitely up for it. I think that, you know, what they're going with the MCU TV shows, they're they're not messing around with the the tie-ins, the uh, the references, the um, building blocks of what they're trying to build in for their Phase Four or Phase. I think they're in Phase Four, uh, maybe Phase Five. I'm not sure um, for Phase Four, but I I don't know, man. It's I I enjoy what I'm seeing, and I'm liking that it's so different. That's the thing is I'm liking that it's it's just like a different pace, a different tone, a different uh, style than the movies were because the movies were starting to get a little bit repetitive in the way that they were they would go like it was almost like kind of like bullet pointed we got to put in a very serious dialogue here 
but we got to have a joke in the middle so it's not taken so seriously. So the audience doesn't doesn't focus on it for too much because it doesn't make any sense or whatever like that. So I'm 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 enjoying that aspect of it. I think that that's a good thing. I think that it's great that they are trying something new and for me they're succeeding because I'm still watching it and I'm, I'm still enjoying it. So that's a good thing and I just want them to continue it and to be break outside that box more, you know. Show me what you really can do. Show me what you got. I want to see more of this. I want to see what you got. I want to see where you can tie it into, where it leads to, all that stuff. I mean, it, it would be so cool to if they can finally see, like, I, you know, he's done playing the role, is what he said, but it would be so cool to see Wolverine back in, like, with, a uh, shoot, uh, Thor, uh, Hulk. I was going to say Captain America, but he's pretty much out, I think. Um, Iron Man's dead, so it would be cool to see Wolverine and Spider-Man, Deadpool, the Fantastic Four, the X Men all, all the X Men all together. That would be such a cool thing to do. And I think that, from what I've seen, I think they're gonna do it pretty, pretty well. I think that they will do it well, and I think that they will succeed in it. But you know, we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. But I'm I've got good feelings about it. I've got really really good feelings about it. Also, uh, this week, um. Hope I don't get chastised for this. Hope I don't get uh, people looking at me like, why would you do that? What are you doing? What is wrong with you? I decided, uh, as a family we did, we decided to go out to eat. Yes. At a restaurant. Of course, the dining was outdoors. But it was it was like a a new experience in a way. I mean, really, it was just like, I haven't dined out in, shoot, man, it's been like maybe eight months, I think. It's been a while. You know, you go out, outdoor dining, socially distant, you know, you wear your mask when you're waiting, get to the table, tables are pretty spread out, plexiglass, whatever, it was all there, you eat. And it was so good to eat, like, actual, like, restaurant food. And because it was also a very good restaurant, it was so nice. It felt so good. It felt like, wow, like, this is life. It's such a weird way to, to weird thing to say, but it, it felt so, like, a new experience. Like, especially, like, the food, though. Because I've been eating nothing but homemade food, um, fast food, you know, not, uh, not very like high quality, you know, gourmet prepared food with an appetizer and a, you know, service and all that and a waitress and, uh, and paying for the check and all that and being seated, you know, at a, at a, at a pretty cool outdoor venue, by the way, it was, it, it looked nice too. And it just felt like, wow, this is it. This is back. This is what we used to be doing. You know, you would go out with your friends and go out for a, you know, for a, a meal, have some fun, you know, chat. Even though I was I was with my family, but it was still, it was just like, it was just like being in a new experience. And I know that sounds weird because, you know, we did it last year, but it was just like, wow, or we didn't do it that much last year up until like March, but it was just like, wow, this is how it feels. 
This is how it feels. This is how it tastes. This is how it smells. This is what it's like to be out with other people, to see other people. And, I, you know, we're all wearing our masks and everything. We're all being very careful about that. Nobody was doing anything foolish or, you know, putting people at risk. Every, everything was done pretty good, pretty well and uh, sanita- sanitary, very sanitary. And it felt it felt good, man. It felt like it just felt like we were back in the old times, you know, except, you know, eating outdoors. But like you get what I mean, going out and eating at another at a restaurant. It felt good. It felt felt great. It was amazing. Like It really was. I just I can't explain it, man. It's just like it was the first time you go somewhere to get food. That wasn't pickup for me, at least. It was the first time I went to go get food from someplace and it not be pickup, and you know, having to drive back home. The food already be kind of cold, maybe not like freezing, but like definitely not like straight up ready to eat. A little bit stale, maybe. A little bit, uh, you know, like I said, chilly. But it felt good. It felt real good. You know, we can only hope for that it gets better, though. That we are able to finally break out of this pandemic. Everybody can get vaccinated. Everybody can feel comfortable eating with, you know, other people, socializing, seeing people, meeting new people. I miss, I miss bars, bro. Like, I really miss going to a bar. Not even just to, like, really, like... You know, with a buddy or a friend, you know, friends. I didn't do it all that much, but when I did, I I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it quite a bit. I miss it, though. And it's not like I would go there to purposely get, like, wasted. I have, of course, a couple times, but, you know, what what, what am I not going to do? I'm human. What am I going to do? Be perfect all the time? But, you know, usually I, I when I go, if I'm driving, I pretty much either don't drink or I drink very little. And I wait a long time before I drive. A long time. Like, if, if we're drinking, I'll, like, have a beer or two. And then after the f- second beer, wait, like, an hour and a half to two hours just to drive. Just to be safe. And even if that, you know, maybe even longer. But sometimes, usually when I do dr- drink, I, I, I tend to not drive. Somebody else drives. But, you know, I, I just miss that environment. I miss that atmosphere. I miss that... uh. You know, being able to see other people, to talk to other people, to, you know, even just to be with your friends now. You know what I mean? Like, I have, because I haven't, like, been in person with my friends in a while. And it kind of sucks. Hopefully, we, you know, take good steps into getting back to normal because I gotta tell you, man, that felt good to eat out at a restaurant. Felt really good. It was nice. Last thing before I leave you today. Today is a special day. This will be coming out on February 18th, which is a Thursday. The day that the Mars rover landed on the red planet. That's Mars, by the way. Um, NASA's Perseverance rover. The journey. 203 days. 293 million miles of travel began in July. I think I think it was July, maybe I believe it was July. It could have been June though. One of those two months ended today. 
that is incredible news. You know, it's 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 unbelievable. If you if you know me from my previous podcast, you know I I love space. I love discovery. I love things beyond Earth. And not that, not that I'm saying like Earth is boring. No, it's not boring. But I feel like space, Mars. I'm totally on board with Elon Musk on this. We need to be. Uh, it would be so cool to be a multi-planetary species right if we were able to progress so far that we are able to be on other planets doing other things research um mining whatever exploring discovering that would be an incredible achievement that i sadly i don't think that i will see but i hope that elon and all those guys at nasa and spacex can plant the seeds for that to happen you know with uh just this rover alone it's it's a pretty big rover it's like a it's like almost the size of a small car it's like over two thousand pounds it's a big rover like this was a this is not like your little like rc type rover that you've seen or heard of this is a pretty big rover it's going to be like hopefully like doing some good research that we can get that back and see what what Mars was, what Mars is like now, maybe undiscover some secrets of what it was like, man, I just want to see that stuff so badly, I'm, I'm, I, space has always really intrigued me, because I want to know what's out there, like, what, what, what is our purpose, like, what do we, what do we have to offer, like, what, what is out there that we, we, we are trying to find, what are we trying to find out there, like, is there one thing that's, that's pushing us forward to be like, we are looking for this because we have evidence of this and this and this and that being out there. I want to know what is out there. It's been one of the biggest questions of my life is just like, we are so small in, um, you know, in comparison to the, the space of the, or the size of the universe. We are so tiny. We think that our lives are, yeah, they are dear, dear to us, but like they, they're like they matter so much that they are so important, and they are. But like, I just want to know, like, what else is out there besides of what's in front of us right now? What is out there? Whether it be like another species of life, whether it be uh, other planets that are much like Earth, maybe, maybe like. Maybe like even like take it back a bit. Maybe see like what's, what was Mars like? What well, what can we find on Mars? What what can we find on Mars? What was Mars like before um, it, it it was today? Was it like Earth? Um, did it have life there? Was there an ancient civilization on Mars? Was there anything like that on Mars? Because our planet is so it's about four point two maybe three billion years old maybe around there. And it's like it's gone through a lot of, sh- of shifting and like different breeds of life, where you get like uh, the you you begin with these tiny organisms, these tiny little bacteria in the water in the ocean, and then the ocean uh, gets warm and then it gets cold again. Then the land forms. Then we got you know the dinosaurs, and we got the ice age. Then we got us. And we we got like uh, Neanderthals. We got cave people. Then we got human beings and all that. And then it's just like there's so much to us, to this planet that that i think that we've discovered so much so much that we can 
you know, we find fossils and bones and all that um, artifacts today, but, like, it's almost like nowadays, like, they're so old that we can't tell what they are now. Like, we've already, like, discovered so much on here, and I, I know there's much to come, but I feel like if we go, if we try, if we go back more and more and more, the more it's going to be unreadable, the more it's going to be, un, like, determined as, like, unrecognizable, unnoticeable, like, dead languages that we don't even know about never that we never thought that existed but did it's like damn man like there's so much stuff here on this planet that we haven't even like discovered yet i want to see what's beyond earth what's beyond mars what's beyond all that beyond our solar system what what is beyond that i want to know that you know but hopefully we get um pretty close by the time like you know we're all said and done to that dream of being multiplanetary, because that would be literally making science fiction a reality. It would be making science, you know, the more and more I see of technology evolving, the more and more I see just sci-fi movies and sci-fi TV shows and games becoming more and more real and becoming more and more of a thing that we can obtain and that we can touch and that we can see. And that would be so cool to me. That would be just like, ah. Oh, Yes, because I believe that humanity is capable of all these things. It's capable of doing, like, it's it's the only, like, species on Earth that is, like, has wondered, had, has, has had that discovery bug that has wanted to do this and that. And, like, why are we even flying? Why do we have airplanes? Why do we have that? We should be, we shouldn't be flying. But humans wanted to discover how to fly amongst the birds how to be in the in the sky how to do that and we did it we did it like i know like if you if you were to think like back in like the 1400s or like the middle ages like they would never have imagined us being able to fly never imagined us like especially not like a commercial airline with with hundreds of people on board no way they would have thought of that. There's no way. There's no way that would it would have been like possible to think of the smartphone that I have. There is no way. And there and, and technology has progressed so fast lately. Like just like maybe 50 years ago, like a a computer would take up an entire warehouse room. Now all of that, I have all of that power even more in my pocket. And why do we do that? Because we want to understand. We want to discover things, and that's why I think that it's almost weird because you kind of like think that why is it that we are the only you know life form on this planet that has that desire to uh, learn to um, to learn to um, create to uh, you know, protect, to care about, I mean, not saying that animals don't care, but, like, on the way that, on the level that we do, you know, not just care about, like, like, like uh, your family, but, like, I mean, why do I care about my phone? Why do I care so much about my phone, my, my TV, my, you know, my, my water bottle, my uh, controller, my Xbox, whatever, why do we care so much about that? why it's it's so weird like wh how, how come it you know it just might be the fact that we are the we might just be the result of a genetic uh, mutation 
Like, we're, like, the only ones on this planet that actually think at a higher level, can build things, and the ability to progress progress our knowledge at a rapid pace. Like, I mean, if you just think about it, man. Think about it in 1920, 1921. And look at the cars then. Look at the airplanes then. And then go to 2021. How much they've progressed. You know, the, the invention of the computer, the the telephone, the smartphone, the, you know, everything. It's advanced so much. I don't know why it advanced so much in those, like, short spans of time, too. Like, it's weird. I, I don't I don't know what did it. I'm not sure. You know, but that's always, that's always kind of bothered me. Like, why did it take that long for us to, or take so little for us to, like, really develop technology like that was it just like people were more curious or what what happened like i feel like just we just need more like we're heading in the right direction where i think that multi-planetary humans will exist where we will discover the secrets of the universe where we might very well make t- contact with a uh, other intelligent life that's a very possibility you know, with all these things that are happening, it's definitely not in the realm of never going to happen. Or you're dreaming. Or that'll never happen. It's not in that anymore. You know, back in 1920, you could say that maybe. Or the 1800s, possibly. But now, no, you can't say that. You cannot say that. You cannot say that that, that we'll never see an alien or discover other life, or, you know, reach the stars, become multiplanetary. I don't think that's very, I don't think you can say that now. You know, because I talk to some people that, you know, usually family, sometimes that I, I annoy them with this. I'm like, you know what, well, we're going to be, humanity is, is destined to be, has the capability to be multiplanetary, and we have just barely scratched the surface of what the universe is, and that we will eventually discover it, unless we don't destroy ourselves. We got to make sure that we don't do that, because if we do, then it's over. Because humanity, as much as they have the ability, and they're capable of discovering the universe, we also have a very, very high chance of destroying ourselves. Whether it be AI, another disease... A nuclear fallout. Uh, you know, whatever. Each year, the discoveries of technologies and the, the discoveries of new things also bring about the new ways that we can possibly uh, destroy ourselves. And for me, I think that if we were to just... I mean, I, I honestly don't know how you would do it. But if we decide as a species, as the human race, to put all our chips in the bag and say, we want to be, you know, we want to know what's out there. If we actually did that, I believe that within the next, like, 20 years, maybe 30, we would be able to see and do those things that we were talking about, like, being multiplanetary, discovering other life, discovering other things out there. 
but we're so hell-bent on on being like uh you know doing our own thing like other countries and nations just like being like stubborn whether it be politics or religion or whatever we're, we're so it's so embedded in our in our um in our nature of, as humans we we just we don't like other things that we don't understand and we and when we don't like them we use like violence and other things to, to to get rid of them and and that's like one of the things is just like it's gonna take an alien invasion for us to be united like there's no other way i can see it happening it's so hard it's so complicated and it's just like but i believe it could happen though my i am very optimistic about that i think that it's definitely not impossible it'll take a while maybe if like you know, maybe we evolve to the point where we don't care about materialistic things. We don't care about, you know, our phones. We don't care about our cars or our houses or, you know, all that as as much. Maybe we, maybe it's like a thing where, like, that materialistic thing that we love is, like, so embedded into our DNA that it, it goes from, like, the, you know, the politics, the religion and all that. That's where it kind of stems into. And then that's, like, if we lose that, you know, that, that, um that mentality of like, oh, this means so much to me, or this is my thing, nobody can take it away, nobody can tell me that I'm wrong, nobody can say this about me, nobody can say that about me, maybe even when that is gone from humans, and I think it will eventually be gone, um, maybe that's when we'll start to uh, really come together and really say, hey, you know, I always use this line from Interstellar, it's kind of cheesy, but it, I always kind of like, when I heard it, I'm like, ah, that could be a possibility. I think it was from uh, Michael Caine's character in the movie. He was like, we weren't meant to stay on Earth. We were meant to leave it. That could be very well, you know, very, you know, Hollywood movie, uh, you know, uh, big picture type thing it could be very uh oh for the sake of the movie let's put that line in whatever but it's just like yeah that could be possible maybe we were meant to leave it we don't know maybe we maybe the maybe this planet if you think about it our progressiveness and technology and and uh you know the way that we live nowadays if you, if you think back to the time that Let's take uh, hmm. the Middle Ages. In the Middle Ages, how did they, how did they live? Really, let's think about this. Uh, let's say like you live in a a village and it's powered by not even powered. Uh, you just have like candles, maybe a fireplace, maybe maybe like a fire uh, stove. Not even a stove, like just like a pit to cook your food. Um, you have like a a few pots, maybe a sack for your bed on the floor, um, a thatch house, you know, maybe a straw house, maybe maybe something even cheaper than that. Maybe it's like a made of mud, something like that. It's super cheap. You built it by hand. No industrialization. No um, nothing else like that. Nothing really contaminating the uh, the way you know maybe the atmosphere really. Uh, that's not natural. Uh, you burn a fire. Maybe that's uh, that's only your only like output of pollution, really. Um, but you cert you uh, go fishing, you hunt for food, you uh, you plant 
crops, old-fashioned way. You don't use any tractors, no plows, no any, no nothing really that's emitting any real uh, pollution in the air. And you do that, and then you're like, okay, well, yeah, I'm living decent. It's a lot of work, but decent. I got to have more kids to help me work these fields. So uh, there's that. Um, my other kids are sick. Um, will I survive this winter? Um, I don't know. Will I have enough food for the for the the upcoming season? I don't know. How am I going to make money? How am I going to buy food? I don't know. There's all these these weird things that we used to do that we would never even imagine us doing today. Never. We would never go from the way we live today. Like I'm living in a in a freaking house right now that's being heated, cooled. I have gas. I have water. I have everything at the disposal at my, just a fingertip. Just like a twist of a knob, push of a button, flick of a switch. I have everything that I want. I have everything. And I think that that is because when we lived in those days, we did it because that's how you lived. That's how you live. That's how you survived. And you had to do it. Otherwise, you're dead. You're no more. You're kaputzed. You don't move on. You don't see the next day. Your family doesn't go on. You don't. It's just over. And you know, you gotta you gotta think that back in the day, there's no way that human beings were as big as we were today. There's no way. The 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 the, the rate of how um how food was prepared, how it was, you know, solely you you have a bad winter, you have less food. Shoot, maybe there was a, a disease or something like maybe um Maybe um, a lot of the f- the prey out there was killed by something or some, you know, another animal or whatever. Maybe that happened. Maybe there's a shortage of food. Maybe there's a shortage of, um, uh, um, you know, a local uh, bird or whatever that's like just not there. Why? Because something happened, and then 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 like you're all of a sudden being um, forced to either move or you die, and then that was life back then. That was it. People were malnourished. Kids died at a young age. If they survived, then God bless. Um, ho- and most of, mostly the kids would work the fields, work the shop, hunt for food, gather food, whatever. They would do that. Um, and then that's how we lived. And then in some way, somehow, people, human beings were like, I don't want to live like this. This sucks. Wouldn't it be cool if I could just turn this knob and we would have water? Wouldn't it be cool if I just flipped this switch and we had light? Wouldn't it be cool if we just turned this um, knob and we would have fire? Or we push this button and the houses are automatically warm? Or what if we made our houses out of, you know, wood and, and, and metal and uh, and not straw or thatch or mud? What if we did that? And I'm not saying it did that right then and there. Like, there was obviously progression to it. But I think the wanting to live a more uh, life that didn't revolve around surviving, that that dealt around, uh, um, you know, comfort and luxury and having to, having to do things like having water or fire or gas or electricity even, at your fingertips and that progression and all that ways 
and the way that we did we uh, did it and you know building like uh, you know using oil and gas and natural gas and uh, fossil fuels and whatever that we had on our planet to do it and then we get to this point where it's like okay well we've used all this stuff today and our environment is trash right there's a climate change a global warming whatever and now our planet is suffering so it's almost like you kind of like go back to the what i said about interstellar maybe we weren't meant to stay on this planet maybe we were meant to leave maybe our progression maybe the way that we progressed isn't how the this planet is supposed to be but what are we going to do are we going to go back to fucking huts and candles have a fire pit have have your own uh crops are you going to do that i don't think you are i don't think you would so i mean like what do we do then just let it the planet die or do we just move maybe we go find another planet i mean you think about it like yeah, I mean, like, we do kind of live a pretty good life now. We're not, like, having to survive, really, but the majority of us. We don't got to worry about food. We have, like, a, mm, meat plants. We have, like, a big old farms where they use, like, tractors and all that and plows and whatever and provide food. We go to the grocery store. We, we buy food there. We don't have to hunt. We don't have to fish. We don't have to, you know, farm or whatever ourselves. We don't got to do any of that. But I think that it was just, like, in the end the planet might not have been meant to uh, endure human progression as we see today. And we think it's so normal and all that. I just may, maybe we, maybe we weren't meant to be here for that long. Maybe we were, maybe we weren't. I don't know. Just something to think about. Just something to think about. Well, I hope you stuck with me. I know I kind of went on a bit about that, about uh, went from the rover to wanting to, you know, multiplanetary species, Elon Musk, did all that. Hopefully I didn't lose all of you. But if I did, and if I didn't lose you, thank you. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that one. Oh. Uh, boy signing off oh yes um i just want to say a big thank you to everybody who continues to listen to the podcast who continues to support the podcast who continues to uh enjoy hopefully my podcast um I, that means a lot to me I, and i uh thank you thank you so much for it um you could find this podcast on uh, apple podcasts spotify at intelligent moron with alex silva and there is a YouTube channel called Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva, and that will be getting video soon. It will be. I pro- I, 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 it will be getting video, video soon. Just getting it set up and all that and getting the right equipment takes a little bit of time, but it, it will happen. Trust me on that. Trust me, it will happen. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you all for listening. To, I encourage you to like the podcast rate and review on apple podcasts that helps a lot continue to listen continue to share like the video on uh, youtube if you want subscribe if you want um but yeah thank you and i will see you guys next week